Hey, this is Steve Balton, and welcome to People Have the Power, where this week we have a really different and fun episode with special guest Amy Lee of the band Evanescence. In talking with Amy about the band's new album, Bitter Truth, instead of protest songs, we focused on those songs that she first connected with, her first sort of entries into the rock world from Nirvana, Pearl Jam, and more. Hope you enjoy this interview as much as we did. A lot of fun, as always, to talk with Amy. How's it going? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for waiting. Um, I had an interview that was like between, there was five of us on the interview. So you just kind of have to wait for everybody to get, get their, get their stuff out. It was really good, but it went long. So thanks for waiting. No worries. So, well, that's interesting. What was the, was it a whole band interview or what was the, what no, was the panel thing? Um, it was, it was, it was me and a bunch of awesome ladies. I was, I was doing an interview together with um, Maria Brink and Lizzie Hale, and, um, Taylor Momsen. Oh, for nice. like a, cool. We yeah, just, just had Lizzie on one of my podcasts the other day. Nice. Love her. Yeah. Talking about uh, Long Live Rock, the film. Talking about what? Long Live Rock, the film. I'm not sure what that is. It's a documentary that um, was put together by one of the guys from Danny Wimmer Presents. And it okay. basically, it's really cool. It's a whole documentary about the rock community and sort of this world that's continued to exist. And oh, cool. uh, Hailstorm covered um, Long Live Rock, the song by The Who. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But it was also really cool because, again, like we were talking about when we were talking about it, and I'm sure this is something you can attest to. You know, the rock community is something that's often, um, <laughs> you know, undervalued. Uh, it's like if it's not yes. on mainstream radio, people don't realize. But also, what a sense of community it is. And that's what I appreciated about the film is that, you know, there's a real camaraderie among <laughs> the musicians. Totally. And it's the musicians and the fans like that. There are so many rock fans, no matter, you know, no matter what the presence in the mainstream world is or appears to be, there are just so many millions of people who want something real, who uh, like just have feelings that are heavier <laughs> um, than, than, than can really fit onto a daytime TV program, you know? So. Well, it's interesting because that's actually a really nice segue into the bitter truth. And it's funny because, I mean, I'm sure that for you, you know, having not released a full album in 10 years of original material to come back and put one out and see what the response is and how much it is. It's like that just kind of, you know, sort of drives home that point of, you know, how loyal the rock audience is. Absolutely. Um, our fans have become just such an incredible force in my life um, and in our career. Like the fact that we're able to still be doing this here after all this time. And the fact that, you know, even before we had this new album, we were out touring, you know, music of ours, you know, over the last, uh, we, we really picked it up again in, in 2015 after a break for a while. But like this whole time that we've been able to just come on back and have concerts for thousands of people all over the world. And they're just there for it. I just, it's just, I don't even know what word to put on that. I'm so grateful for that. I mean, I need it and they need it and rock is alive and well. Oh, no question. It's funny. We were talking about that. When we were doing the interview. I mean, I think it's the laziest damn thing in the world that, you know, rock is dead. I mean, you know, seriously, come on, you know, well, I mean, it, you know, it's definitely not. Um, it's, I, it's just got to do with the mainstream, mainstream attention. Um, it's, it's annoying, you know, um, to, that it's sort of looked over, but you know, whatever, that's how it's always been. We don't really want to be, <laughs> we don't really want to be, uh, someone that can be, um, fit into, uh, the perfect little format. I think that's the whole thing is this is a free place. 
Well, you know, and it's interesting, by the way, because I'm looking and you and I have spoken so many times over the years. And in fact, the last time was in May. So it hasn't even been that long. But, um, you know, it's funny because one of the things we're talking about was doing sort of talking about protest songs. But it's interesting because I'm playing around with this format a lot. And it's funny because as we're talking about the sense of rock community, you know, do you remember that first song for you that sort of drove home that sense of rock community or that first song to you that made you feel like part of community? And by the way, it didn't have to be a rock song, but you know what I'm talking about? That song that you hear that makes you feel like someone understands you. You know, I when it comes to rock in particular, um, I don't know if I would have at the time put it into uh into the words like part of a community because I wasn't out in it. I was a kid alone. I wasn't even old enough to go to real concerts. And if I was, you know, we lived in Arkansas, so there weren't any, (laughs) but um, I, I remember feeling understood. I remember feeling like somebody out there can put into words the way I feel and can't describe. Um, And it, it comes from feeling like there's things that, that you feel that aren't, you know, represented on the outside. I remember having a reaction like that to Heart Shaped Box. I know um, that's not, you know, the first album and all those things, but that's my age. That's where I was at. I was 13 years old and I saw that video on TV, um, like at a neighbor's house, like down the street. And I was completely moved to the point that it became this thing, this obsession with whatever that was. Like I had to find it and I had to listen to it really loud a a whole bunch of times Um, because there was something in that darkness um, that, that represented some darkness in me um, that I felt completely alone in before that. And then that opened my world up to the alternative era and grunge and so much amazing angst filled music um, of the nineties that inspired me a lot. All right. So besides Heart Shaped Box, what, what were one or two of the songs that those, you know, that then opened you up to that you then sent, you know, sort of went next? Um, it, the very first things in that moment, it was Pearl Jam 10, the whole album, um, a Jeremy in particular. Um, and then uh, Soundgarden, really big into Soundgarden and Smashing Pumpkins and Veruca Salt and Garbage. Then I started finding like, as I grew, it became more about like really finding myself in that place. And Shirley Manson, um, as, as, as the music, I loved the music, but also just her, um, her personality and her strength and, um, being this powerful, uh, woman, uh, like it wasn't even a thing that went a long way for me, um, in, in my inspiration for sure. All right one garbage song you wish you could have written or one garbage song that you would love to sing with Shirley? Oh, wait, which one do you want to know? Well, let's do it. You know what? It's funny because I, I, we'll, we'll do the one garbage song that you <laughs> want to sing with Shirley. Uh, I would sing any garbage song with Shirley. Um, I love I'm Only Happy When It Rains and that would probably answer both questions. Um, All right. That was one of my original favorites, but also Stupid Girl. I don't know. Tough choice. Yeah, that whole Bleed Like Me album was just phenomenal. That that album was really when I became like a super fan, you know? Cool. Like I, they had great songs, but that particular album was was really like- uh, So good. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't want to focus just on other people's art, on music, but it all obviously uh, ties in with your stuff. And it's so funny because I'm looking back at this interview we did in May, you know, when Bitter Truth was actually supposed to come out last year. And it's interesting though, because one of the things that, that I'm noticing in this is that, you know, we talked about getting to play the songs live and it's so interesting the difference a year makes because, you know, everybody's talking about the year anniversary of the pandemic, 
But, you know, I'm actually now seeing live music start to come back where people talk about live music and there's, and there's optimism, you know, for the first time in a long time about playing live. So for you, you know, now that we're at the point, the record is about to come out, it's done. And maybe within a few months, people will be touring. Obvious question. Which songs from this are you most excited to do live? Oh, so many of them. I, I mean, that release is just going to feel so good on all of these new songs. I, you know, the very first full song, the very first proper track, Broken Pieces Shine, um, throughout the writing process for that song, I have been visualizing it live. Um, I knew from an early place within writing the song that I really thought I wanted it to be the first song. (laughs) Um, I see it like as this show opening moment of like, this is who we are now. Um, and like, just as soon as those guitars come in, like there's this long intro leading in and that's, that's us on, on one side of it, on the, on the pain and the beauty and, and, and the, you know, just that epic beginning. But then when you hear the guitars, like when the song kicks in that moment, um, I can't wait for that moment. I, there's something about that that sums up for me. And it was one of the, you know, we were writing at kind of early on in our writing process, was one of those things for me that sort of gave me a, a peek, a window into um, what who we were now, who we are now, and what we were aiming for for the album. Well, now it's interesting. I mean, as you started to, because again, right, obviously, this is something I've talked about with so many people too. You have more time, you have more opportunity. When I say you, everyone has had more time to explore creatively, cre- cre- I can't mm-hmm. talk, creatively. Yeah because you haven't been focused on a like deadline of getting a record done. So like, for example, I spoke with John Bon Jovi about this last year and you know, they had the album done, ready to go. And then obviously world shut down. They couldn't do the arena tour. So he's like, well, fuck it. I've got more time. Wrote two more songs that ended up being his favorites on the record. So for you having more opportunity, how has the record changed for you? Well, you know, we, we didn't, let me go back to you, the way you let it up was that we were supposed to release the album last May. That's not really true. We went oh, no, not last May. When we spoke last May, it was, I, I just, oh. I was told sometime last year. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. And then the goal shifted just like, like how, if we can finish it this year, I'll be happy. Um, totally. So basically having what was going to happen was that, you know, we recorded the first four songs and then we were supposed to, you know, get on a plane and go on tour for a while. And I liked the idea and I'm, I'm so glad we did now, but I liked the idea of breaking it up, you know, like we're going to write for a while and then we're going to go on tour for a while. And then we'll come back and we'll write and record some more and, you know, just, just keep it from stop ourselves from getting to that burnout place. Um, which, you know, it's great. We started, we had the four, but then it was like, okay, none of that is happening. And who knows when it is again, like you are home now. Um, it was just a, a big choice. Like, okay, then I'm not going to sit here doing nothing. That makes me feel terrible. Um, we're doing this. We're not going to let anything stop us. I'm going to pour every bit of energy I have into making this album now. And then we really, really honed in on that, 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 that extreme, focus and there was time for it you know it didn't feel like it was something we were going to have to push for it was like okay I have nothing but sitting here time I'm gonna go deep go all the way into myself and that was extremely good for my creative process now there were challenges about you know the logistics of how and when we could get back together and how long we could be together and how that was going to work. Um, but we did it, you know, and coming to the end of that and listening to the whole thing completed after 
really working on it all year. Um, I, I just can't tell you the satisfaction in my heart. It feels so good, not just to listen to something finished that we did despite the odds, but to listen to something that I am so proud of um, on every level. I am so looking forward to this coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, it's, it's not going to be the same kind of moment it would be if we were on tour and we got to really experience it with the fans and see their faces. But I'm, I'm really excited for the fans to hear this whole album um, because I, I know that I poured my entire self into it. The whole band did. Well, it's so interesting, uh, you know, looking at it from a writing standpoint, then, as you say, that you really had the opportunity to go deep. And once you went deep, you know, were there things that emerged in the writing, specific songs that really kind of surprised you in a good way where you're just like, oh, because, you know, as I talk about with people all the time, right, writing is such a subconscious thing. So as you got into mm-hmm. it, things that you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even know I was thinking about that, but that's really cool. Oh, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. The lyrics, it's weird how it works. And, and, you know, there was so much already built up that I kind of needed to get off my chest um, because we haven't put out a a full album of original music in a decade. Um, But then, you know, just the weight of 2020 um, just made for a lot of deep, extreme feelings and thought process um, about life and our time here and just, just really just taking the time to go like, what, what are we, (laughs) what is an ant? How different are we really? Like, what is our place in the universe? Like it, it, being able to go to that point is important for me. And I'm not going to lie and say, I haven't been there on every album to some degree I have. Um, but something that surprised me, uh, well, God, there were a lot of them. The thing about lyrics is like, I, I start writing like a stream of consciousness first. Like when, when I'm making music, it's almost always that the, the music, the sound, the melody um, is coming out before any thought really on what it's about. It is very subconscious. Um, and in that stream of conscious, you know, blah, blah, singing, uh, inevitably, every time there's something in there that ends up in the end. Um, there's something that comes out when you're not thinking about anything that just fits there. And then I kind of start to analyze that and break that down and let it go to the next line. And just, you just have to start seeing what comes out of you. Um, it's really healing and interesting. I, 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 I went back into my past more than I expected to, um, just kind of hashing out things I thought I was over. Um, and I also wrote the, that ballad, Far From Heaven. We had the rest of the album already recorded with the band and the band had already left and I was just in the aftermath of, of finishing um, everything on my end, melodies and lyrics and uh, keyboards and finishing touches things. Um, and I I just got stuck on you know what I needed to finish that we had in the can, like ready for me to just put lyrics on. I got stuck because I didn't feel that way anymore. Um, it's not, you know, just in the moment. It's like in the moment, I don't feel like the vibe of this song. Like I can't get there. There's something else that needs to come out more. Um, having the time and, and the, and the creative space to just like let myself step to the side and go, I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I need to get this off my chest. Um, I needed to just stare the darkness down. I needed to go ahead and like, talk about 
the lowest point of my grief. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. We weren't going to have a ballad on the album. And I'm, you know, I'm totally open-minded to what any album could be. And who says we have to have a ballad? Like there are no rules, but it, it really completed an important part of the journey for me um, when it comes to just being my most honest, most open, truest self in the music and in my lyrics. So I don't know. I'm glad that that happened. Well, it's so interesting too, as you, you know, cause like you say, I, one of those things where it's like a, sort of a perfect storm of convergence where, you know, you have the time to reflect on this stuff. You're making the album anyway, you know, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have all this time. So it's really interesting. And, you know, I mean, as you go back and look at it though, do you see like a through line that emerges or, or do you find that when you look at, you know, you know, you were saying that you really needed to confront your past. Do you find now that the record became cathartic? Like, was there a catharsis in writing it that oh, maybe yes. you didn't expect? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, I mean, you just took the words out of my mouth. Yes. Um, but if you're asking for a through line, like what's the album about a little bit, I, that, that, that seeking, that, that longing for truth, um, in my own self, in my expression, in our society, um, the only way out is through the only way that we can ever improve as humans in my heart, anything is to, first of all, face down the realities and go, okay, this is, this is real. This is true. Um, here's, here's the truth about some of the things that are hard to say, you know? Um, and then from that point, where do we go next? So like a lot of this album is about like face the truth, you know, face the bitter truths of, of our world and of my life and of my heart, you know, whatever that the cost of that might be, you know, on the inside. Um, so that then, then we can start talking about climbing out. Then we can start talking about getting to a better place. And you can't, you can't, appreciate the beauty of life you can't fully experience all the good moments in life if you don't also fully experience the challenging ones the tough ones the painful ones you got to take both otherwise it's all watered down and you're never letting yourself really feel anything well i mean that's such an interesting thing and i've talked about this with so many artists and obviously you know it's funny i go back to you know you think about i don't know if you remember from school the thornton wilder play our town do you remember that play Mm-mm. No. So in the story oh, of Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So our town where, you know, that great line where they say, does anybody near the end where it's like, does anybody recognize the world for what it really is? And mm-hmm. then he goes, the poets and philosophers some. And it's funny, I think as an artist, that's part of your job is to be in yeah. tune with the yeah. world. And so obviously having spoken to so many artists over the last year, I do feel like there has been a, a differing of sort of appreciation and perspective. So do you and feel like- yeah. So for you then, what have been the biggest things you've taken away and the things that you now look forward to sort of sharing? I feel I feel a new sense of belonging where I am. I know that I'm doing what I was born to do. And I I have always gone about this, you know, typically the, the first question in any interview I do is, so it's been 10 years since your last album, how come? That comes <laughs> along with the assumption that this is what I always thought that I should be doing with my time. Um, just because we had a successful album when I was 21 years old, doesn't mean that that is automatically the path for my life. You know, maybe I'm even better at something else. Maybe I'm even happier at something else. 
Um, so I've always gone through this, like, this is what I feel now. This is what I'm inspired by now. Let's put my whole self into this. And then when I'm then, and then there's always exploring in between. Um, and I know I'm a musician, you know, when it comes to the, the time in between, it's like, I, I, maybe, maybe I'm supposed to make music for film. You know, let me try that and see what that's like, you know, making music with my family, like just, just thinking about the world of like fashion. Like there's just so many different things that inspire me painting, like being a mom, like making that fun, being a cool, fun mom. <laughs> like, um, I don't know, I guess all that said, like what's really amazing for me in this time um, is I have just honestly over the past couple of years, but definitely in the, in the completion of this album, um, I, I have found myself, um, back here naturally because it was true from the beginning. And that to me is worth so much because there has been so much of my life put into this. I've spent so much time that I could have been with my family, could have been with people that aren't alive anymore, that I spent so much time uh, on, on my, my music, you know? And I need to know that, that it was, that it, that it, that it, I, it, I don't know how to sum that up other than it's, it's, it's really, really satisfying and wonderful to feel in this moment. Like, yeah, this is what I was supposed to be doing. I'm so grateful that we're able to do it. I'm so grateful to have come to that realization that have course, of course, been moments along the way where I wondered, maybe this wasn't what I was supposed to do. Maybe this isn't what makes me happy. I'm going to try some other things for a while to come back to it and have it feel, um, I don't know, like right at the center of my heart. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a really good thing for me. Well, all right. I know we got to wrap up, but it's, I, I love that point because I was just talking about this with someone the other day. I talk about this with everyone. And I think anytime you get a break from something, it does reinvigorate you, you know, and I think it's a normal thing. So do yeah. you feel like now going forward, now that you have had that sort of a pay? And it's funny that you say that because I've talked about this with countless artists too, like especially in this day and age when artists now can become successful at fucking 13, 14, 15 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, of course you have to recommit at some point. I mean, how many people know what the hell they want to do at 13 years old or 15 exactly. or even 21, you know? Right. So, but having made that recommitment and, and enjoying this album, do you now feel like it's something that going forward now, you know, this is, do you just appreciate it more going forward? I appreciate it more going forward. I do. Um, it's something that's, that I've, I've learned more and more along the way, but this time, being able to make the music and having it sound like it does being able to listen back without, I'm not even just working on it, just being able to listen to it now. Um, it really means a lot to me. This is a big moment for me. Um, and I remember how I was going to round up saying all that actually a second ago with your other question prompting is that the purpose, the purpose that we feel in this time um, as artists that I, I truly believe the world needs music right now more than ever. Um, so you know, making our music right now and not waiting, even though it means we don't get to do promo the way that we need to. And, and we don't get to go on tour. Like, you know, in the moment when the album comes out, that's such a huge part of the way it's always been. That's not the most important thing. Um, it's, it's not only satisfying for me to go, wow, I'm, this is what I want to do. I belong here. Part of that has to do with the people that follow us with, with, with the people in the world that I, I know that I have met that have been with us from the beginning that um, music has such a positive impact in their life. Um, feeling, you know, finally kind of accepting like, yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's my role. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. It just adds to that, 
um, that centered feeling of like, okay. And, and, and drives you to do it on the days when you don't really want to get out of bed in the morning. Cool. Well, since we have to wrap up, it seems like a good wrap up note. Anything you want to add? I don't think so. Buy my album, March 26th. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate always it. A, always a pleasure. Always great catching up. Thank you. All right. Have we'll a good take one. care. Thanks. Bye. Hey, this is Steve Balton. You've been listening to People Have the Power with special guest Amy Lee from the band Evanescence.